I'm an 18-year-old teen living in Ontario, Canada, and I'm seriously considering going and fighting for Ukraine. Firstly, if this isn't allowed for whatever reason, my apologies, this is a throwaway account because I make it very obvious who I am on my main. Hello everyone, I really don't know what to type. I want to go fight for Ukraine. From Canada, their embassy has said that they would bring people over and train them and stuff. Not that I need much training, I live in the bush. I've shot things before and I've even been shot once. I'm also quite fit and I don't think any physical aspects would be a problem. Me going would be the right thing to do. My sociology teacher always talks about cognitive consistency, that humans will align their actions with what they believe is right, and I believe this is the right thing to do. So me not doing it is tearing me apart. The crazy thing is that, assuming I survive and come back fine mentally, it wouldn't affect me to an extent that it would outweigh the good. The university that has accepted me has already said that they can defer a year, and I'm smart enough to where if I leave tomorrow, I could come back and just redo a year of high school. My family has forever been a war family. Not that that would influence my decision, but my parents would more than likely be alright if I told them what I wanted to do. My father's side had fathers and grandfathers that fought in wars, and my mother's side, her father was one of the highest ranking US Navy members during World War II. Even if they weren't okay with it, I think I would still go. I can't kick this feeling that me doing nothing is incorrect. It makes me sick just thinking about it. This is one brave soul. I can't relate to the feeling of wanting to go to war, but I can relate to standing up for those that need help. So maybe this OP just has that same feeling times 100. I think many people across the world can't believe what is happening in Ukraine right now, but it's nice to know that there are people out there willing to put their lives on the line to stand up to injustice. My attacker saved my life, and I send him money every month as a thank you. I was mugged in 2017. I was hospitalized for a few months with a broken leg. As a result, my addictions and other self-destructive behaviors was discovered. I got help. I now have a happy and healthy life. I haven't touched drugs or risky hookups since. Before the accident, I was close to going too far, but I don't want or feel I deserve better. I thought I deserved to die. My attacker got a very long sentence, but I feel thankful for him. Had he not hurt me, I wouldn't have gotten help. I feel like at least he deserves some decent food from the commissary while he's in jail. He was also stealing, how I got hurt, to feed an addiction and is now clean also. I don't ever want to see or speak to him again, but I feel like I kinda should help him a little bit. Am I nuts? There is a small edit to this story. For clarification, it's not a large sum of money. It's like $10 at most. Enough for some ramen and stuff. You know, I'm all for whatever people need to do to get clean from addictions that harm their lives, but I never thought getting mugged would be a reason for somebody to get clean and then paying their mugger to have food. It's wild. Also, what do you guys think the OP meant by risky hookups? Do you think this just meant like unprotected hookups or was he like hooking up while skydiving? Let me know your best guesses in the comments. I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person that does bad things. To the outside world, I'm a nearly perfect guy. I genuinely hate lying. You can trust me. I'm gentle, smart, and full of confidence with no arrogance. That's who I am, really not a character that I portray. Three years ago, I told myself who I wanted to be, and I became that person. What I didn't expect is what the downsides would be. I'm a nihilist. I don't believe I will be judged for things after my death, so I do anything I want. At an early age, I got into erotic role-playing, and I developed kinks no one should have. I've pleasured myself to fictional and real corpses. I shoplift small things. Not often. I've done it five times from big companies. But I genuinely believe that it doesn't affect them, and that's why I do it. I'm even considering stealing from the poor. Now, I don't steal for fun. It's just addicting to be honest. I fantasize about twisted things other people would judge me for, but I'm not a bad person. What I do, I do with the certainty that it doesn't affect others negatively. So, am I the jerk? Um, this person is delusional. First of all, I can't take anyone serious who refers to themselves as a nearly perfect guy and then list why they are that. 
I personally believe you are judged off your actions and that alone, not how you feel. Also, the reason why I think this person's a little delusional is because you can totally be judged after you die. Ask Michael Jackson or that awful dude from Germany that people want to forget. Another thing, I'm someone who supports kinks, but when you say that you have kinks that no one should have, then I guess you get into that sus territory. I want to just move to the country and be white trash. I think I'd be happier just living in a rundown old farmhouse, raising chickens, fixing old cars and tractors, smoking when I wanted to, drinking cheap liquor, wearing my worn out clothes and eating old fashioned meals at home. I want a plain chubby wife who kisses me every morning. I want a job that I just do a few days a week and then have time to myself. I don't want to keep spending 60 plus hours a week in a job that no one cares about. I want to have friends that I can shoot the crap with again. Not networking opportunities where people with two houses brag about their wine collection while I can't even afford my mortgage payment. I want to wake up and appreciate the sunshine instead of dreading it. I think it's people like this that the saying of don't envy people because you have no idea what they're dealing with comes from. I've often said that I wish I had more of a content mindset instead of having some pretty insane goals that I have. I wish I could just be happy working a normal job and playing video games in my free time. So I can relate to this guy's mindset, but at the end of the day, I still like trying to reach those crazy goals. I can't stand my autistic twin brother. I am ashamed of the way I feel about him, but I can't help it. He's not my child, yet I am expected by all people around me to behave like a third parent. For a little bit of background, I am 17. We were born two minutes apart in early 2005. He got diagnosed with autism at the age of two in 2007. Both of my parents consistently give him what he wants. They consistently give up in trying to discipline him, and he also has behavioral problems. Whenever he gets mad, he'll try and hurt us. I am legally considered blind, and he has broken seven or eight pairs of my glasses in the last two years. He can't do anything for himself. He can't eat, drink, use the bathroom, even sometimes stand up and get out of bed by himself. We have to literally do everything for this boy. And if we don't do it, it'll lead to disaster. For example, he'll defecate all over the floor if we don't help him use the bathroom. I have vivid memories of having to clean up his feces off the floor while he tries to grab my glasses and break them. While I have to remain patient or else my parents will get mad at me, not him. I love him, but I cannot stand the way he is at all. He hasn't always been like this. These behavioral problems began when I was around 11. But in 2018, my brother had an episode of food restriction. And from February 18th to December 20th of 2018, he didn't eat anything at all. We would have to force him onto the ground and force feed him baby formula in order to keep him breathing. During this time, he consistently cried as loud as he could and banged on the walls, even sometimes through the night. It was draining. And whenever I complained, I was told we could have it so much worse or You've hardly had to do anything. I hate it. I can't stand it anymore. He eats now, but the behavioral problems are still there. My parents say I'm too mean to him, that I should show him more empathy. My brother doesn't do anything to me but try and harass me and hurt me. Yet I'm the one who's too mean to him. They don't even bother to try to discipline him. He's broken my mom's ribs. He's broken one of the windows in the living room. He's gotten us into multiple car crashes and yet nothing's wrong here. I don't know how my parents feel, but I have a feeling that they don't really like him either. They had children. This is what they signed up for. I didn't sign up for this. It's not fair that I have to be a parent. That's it. That's what I have to say. I know I'm a terrible sibling. So, 
Am I the jerk? I wouldn't say this OP is a terrible sibling. I got annoyed just reading this story, but that's also because I've never had to deal with something like this before. My heart goes out to people that have to deal with children or siblings that have these kind of issues. It's always tough to be in these kind of situations because if you don't help out, it feels like you're turning your back on the family. But at some point, if you want to be able to enjoy your own life, you have to make your own decisions. I don't necessarily think it's fair that this OP has to be a third parent because like they said, it's not something they signed up for. But with them being 17, it looks like they're going to be able to make their own choices here pretty soon. So I wish you the best, OP. I'm in love and I'm never going to tell them. Specifically, I'm in love with my best friend. They're one of the most consistent and exciting things in my life for so long now. And over the past few months, I've started to realize that every time I tell them I love them, I don't mean it in the same way they do. They love me, but I'm in love with them. There's so many problems with how I feel. The first being that we're completely incompatible emotionally, but I can't seem to care as much as I should. The worst part is they're falling for someone who is supposed to be a hookup. They haven't been romantically interested in someone in years, and I'm pissed that the person who made them feel differently couldn't be me. I wanted it to be me so badly. But again, I've never told them how I feel, and I especially don't plan to now. At first, I was afraid our dynamic would change, but now it's because I know that they can't look at me the same way I look at them, despite the fact that they always tell me how beautiful I am or how wonderful a person I am or how much they love me or how grateful they are to have me in their life because I'm the painfully encouraging best friend. I've been helping them figure out their relationship with the hookup and it seems like they're really happy with this person. It hurts me thinking about how this makes me sad all over again. Maybe it would hurt less if I finally got my feelings off my chest, but it doesn't really matter now anyways. I guess. Oh man, I feel so sad for this OP because I don't know, I think you can only relate to this post as if you've ever fallen for one of your best friends. I am the kind of person that likes to be friends with somebody before I get romantically involved, but at the same time, I have fallen for one of my friends before, and yeah, it doesn't always end well. But sometimes you can be romantically interested in somebody, tell them your feelings, and become best friends, which is what happened with me and one of my other friends. I don't know, personally, to just save your mental health if I was this OP, I would get those feelings off my chest. But at the same time, some people are scared of losing a friendship. So it really just comes down to, can you live with the thought of them never knowing your true feelings? It's a million dollar question. Something my mom told me a few weeks ago is still bothering me. When I was 13, I convinced my parents to adopt a family dog named Bo. They really didn't want to, especially my dad. Go figure, the dog ended up loving him the most. And I'd even dare say my dad loved him more than any of us. I moved out of my parents' house back in 2000. 2010, then Bo passed away in 2014. His cancer was getting worse, so we had to put him down. My dad took it the hardest. In 2013, a few months before Bo died, I adopted my own dog, my boy Briscoe. A few months ago, I made one of the hardest decisions of my life and I put him down. He suffered from grand mal seizures. The last few blinded him and it took a toll on him. I could see how much he was suffering, so I let my boy rest. I asked for 30 minutes to hold him, talk to him, reassure him myself, and to tell him I'll see him later. When he was being put down, I held him, I talked him through it, gave him kisses and all of my love until he was gone. After the doctor finished, I even asked to have more time with him to savor these final moments of his presence. It didn't even cross my mind to leave the room and let him go through this by himself. Well, I found out that's what my parents did with Bo. They couldn't bear to be in the room with him. Part of me understands because God, it's so hard, but at the same time, it makes me angry and sad. Bo died alone with no comfort from his family. It bothers me, but I do understand and I know they loved him dearly, but I couldn't even imagine doing that to Bo. 
This story hits way too close to home for me. I've sadly had to make the same decision of letting my dogs rest in the last few years, and much like this OP, it never crossed my mind to let my dogs pass on their own. I was there until the very end, and I get even teary-eyed thinking about it right now. So I understand how the OP could be upset by hearing that his parents weren't there for Bo in the end. I've even offered to be there for my friends or family's pets that need to be put down, because I think all pets should know that they're loved in their final moments. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All I have to say is if you ever have to make this terrible decision in your life, please be there for your pets, especially if they were there for you throughout your life. Be there for the end of theirs. I'm getting divorced again, and I feel like such a loser and failure. This is a throwaway, obviously. I've been married for two years, I've been with him for three, and we have a one-year-old son. I'm getting divorced for the second time in my life, and I just feel like such a failure. He pretended to be someone he wasn't, and I only figured out the truth of his lying, cheating, addiction issues, and just general messed up stuff recently. He pretended he was the man he wanted to be, but he couldn't hold it together to not mess things up. Apparently, this has been a pattern throughout his whole life, and his stupid enabling parents decided not to mention all of this in the years that we've been together. The final straw was him losing 10 grand gambling between this year and last year. My first marriage was one of those young love barf stories. Got together at 19, lasted 9 years and had 2 kids. The guy just wouldn't grow up or hold a job or spend time with us. He was always out with his friends until I finally just gave up. Now I'm just hating myself. How could I be so stupid? Why aren't I a better judge of character? I can't even trust myself to choose a good partner. I'm apologizing to my children every day for not picking a better person to be their father. They have to live with my mistakes. I'm embarrassed to have yet another failed relationship. And even though it's the least of my problems at this point, my anxiety makes me obsessive about what all my friends and family are thinking. There goes so-and-so. She's been divorced twice. Can't find a good man. Her poor children suffer because of her bad choices. I know that it's just my anxiety talking, but I still feel humiliated. Anyhow, I can't handle any negative comments right now, so I'm just going to leave this here and walk away. I've been seeing a therapist and have everything for the divorce in order, and I'm confident about my decision for once. I just needed to vent. Thank God for Reddit. Take care, everyone. The world is crazy right now. I don't think the OP should be hard on themselves for not being able to judge the quality of other people. I personally think I'm pretty good at seeing people for what they are, and I still get fooled. Sometimes people are just really good at tricking others into thinking they are who they want them to be. Also, relationships are just hard. Sometimes they start out great and you just ride that honeymoon phase as long as you can to the point where you just feel bad for wanting to leave because you feel like it's going to be wasted time. So you just stay. It's situations like this that I think are causing the marriage rates to decline in recent years. I'm the biggest wimp alive. Ever since I was small, anytime someone attacked me or threatened me with violence, I would get scared or afraid to act. People keep taking advantage of me in very, very messed up ways and I am trying to live a normal life, but it's 
bad. People have bullied me severely, spit on me, punched me, and I was nearly close to death more than five times. I seriously need this to stop and I have to stop being a wimp. I'm in my 20s and I can't be like this forever. Saying no can help a little, but I'm not trying to get beaten up or beheaded. I just need help because I'm really, really tired of being scared of people when they threaten to hit me or unalive me. I feel for this OP. I can't say I was ever this scared of fighting. I did totally run away from a fight before, but that guy ended up unaliving someone in the future, so I think my running was justified. But I am annoyed that people seem to be picking on this OP and he's in his 20s. It just goes to show you that high school never really ends. I do hope that the OP can gain the confidence to start standing up for themselves, or at least go hit the gym or take up a self-defense class, because no one should have to live the life of being bullied. I, 16 female, blame my mother's genetics for being so freaking ugly. In my eyes, my mom is the ugliest woman ever. Everything about her physical appearance is hideous. I hope to look like my dad in the future because his genetics are far better than hers. Please don't angrily attack me. I'm just stating something I've had on my mind. This teen clearly has some self-esteem issues, and I feel like she probably doesn't have the best relationship with her mother, which makes me feel kind of sad. But at the same time, she's totally a jerk. I mean, come on, it's one thing to think it, but it's a whole nother thing to put it out there on the internet. So that's it for today's episode. Let me know your favorite story in that comment section down below. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and hit that subscribe button if you want more content like this in the future.